Please try again. Welcome to Talking with Tiger, the Washita Sports Digital Network Podcast. Welcome to episode six of Talking with Tigers, the podcast of the Washita Sports Digital Network, the student sports media production program housed in the Rogers Department of Communications at Washita Baptist University. My name is Chris Babb. I'm the director of our student uh, sports media program. Glad to be with you as we are turning the calendar towards the or to the month of July in 2020. Just over a month left before students, as the plan is now, to return back to school at Washita and begin the fall semester as universities all across the country are preparing for uh, what's going to happen next. Uh, uh, on our podcast, if this is the first episode that you have been able to listen to, we invite you to check out our previous episode where Washita Junior Matthew Branch interviewed Washita Athletic Director David Sharp about what the Washita Athletic Department was uh, uh, looking at and taking into consideration as far as returning to uh, action after the break from COVID-19. Uh, he talks a, a lot about uh, the the schedules that uh, the Great American Conference uh, uh, administration put out, administrators uh, put out after the NCAA set the con- uh, competition limits for all sports for just this season. Matthew Branch and David Sharp in episode five, you can catch that. And then also episode four, I had an interview with G- GAC Commissioner Will Pruitt about a 45-minute minute interview about some of the those same, um, uh, a little bit more detailed than the Coach Sharp was able to get into with Matthew, but uh, some more details about COVID-related um, information regarding the Great American Conference, obviously the conference that Washita is in. It has been a, a, an interesting uh, few months, but we invite you to check out obutigers.com where you can learn about some of the uh, the happenings uh, from this summer. Uh, the Great American Conference announced that Washita's women's cross country and volleyball teams earned the Conference Sportsmanship Awards. That came out uh, in mid-June. There's uh, also information on uh, a couple of uh, uh National and regional honors for a couple of other teams. Five swimmers received all-conference honors from the uh, New South Intercollegiate uh, Swim Conference. Uh, you can read about that on obutigers.com. And then the men's tennis team earned two regional awards, one team and one from senior Daniel Kaplan, and also uh, named nine to the GACMIAA Academic Honor Roll. You can check out those stories on obutigers.com, the home for Washita Baptist University Athletics. Well, episode six is a fun one to record. I, I can't uh, can't say that I was disappointed to get this one lined up. As we will hear from uh, one of Washita's favorite sons, as I uh, introduced him, Cliff Harris, a 1966 through 69 Tiger football player. Obviously, a 10-year career with the Dallas Cowboys, uh, one of the most famous Cowboys uh, in that storied franchise's history. And uh, we would have talked to Cliff anyway, but uh, one of the the most esteemed honors a football player can have, being selected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame in the 2020 Centennial Class. And uh, 
This would have been the, a month, actually about a few weeks, before Cliff's induction ceremony. Uh, he was actually going to be inducted in mid-September with the rest of the Centennial class in a separate ceremony from the um, the other 2020 class that comes with Hall of Fame weekend and the Hall of Fame game, exhibition game. This year was going to be between the Cowboys and the Steelers. But due to COVID-19, that uh, ceremony, those ceremonies have been pushed back to August, the week of August 5th through the 9th in 2021. We talk a little bit about that. We talk a lot about uh, Cliff, what it was like for him to hear his name, uh, get the phone call from David Baker uh, with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We talk about his career with the Cowboys, his time at Washita, and the relationships that he built with his teammates that it uh, still still exists to this day. It's an active group that I've had the pleasure of getting to to know in my time at Washita. So glad you're with us. About a 35-minute interview with uh, Cliff Harris of the Washita Tigers, Dallas Cowboys, and now the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Well, it is my pleasure to be joined by uh, one of uh, Washita's favorite sons. Let's listen to this. The, um, a 1985 inductee into the Arkansas Sports Hall of Fame, a 2001 inductee in the inaugural class of the Washita Athletic Hall of Fame, a 2004 inductee into the Dallas Cowboy Ring of Honor, and a 2020 Centennial Class inductee into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's my pleasure to join Pro Football Hall of Famer and Washita alumni Cliff Harris to Talking with Tigers. Cliff, thanks for joining us. You bet, Chris. I always enjoy talking to Washita folks. It's one of my pleasures that I get in life, have a chance to do. So it's <laughs> great. I know you've done a lot of, of, of interviews, whether it's TV, radio, anything. Ha, have you gotten used to hearing Pro Football Hall of Famer Cliff Harris yet? I don't think I don't think so. I think that I, I need to hear that more and more. It's, <laughs> it's really an un, unbelievable. Uh, it's just an unbelievable happening for me. It was really a blessing. Uh, you know, I mean, the odds of me making it one into pro football at all, uh, and then going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's the odds were were very much against me, but. Uh, but I had a good foundation uh, starting Washtaw football and Buddy Bob Benson and, uh, and, and went on from there. It's in the Dallas Cowboys with Tom Landry and Gene Stallings. I've, I've had great coaches and great teams around me. Take us back to uh, getting that phone call from Dave Baker with the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Um, now that you look back at that, it's probably a, a, a memory that you will absolutely never, ever forget. But take us back to that time. It, this was different. This was the uh, uh, centennial class, and so a lot of you got uh, uh, phone calls. Uh, but take us back to getting that phone call from Dave Baker and hearing the words, Cliff, congratulations, uh, you're in the Hall of Fame. Well, it was a very unique time. Uh, things have changed uh, over the years. Um as you can imagine, there's more, much more, um, you know, active, uh, like TV stations and radio stations involved. Uh, I was up as a, uh, finalist the year that Raphael Wright went in. It was he and I were up in the, in the final 
you know, seven guys or, or 10 guys and he made it. And, you know, I didn't make it that year and I've been up a couple of other times, but so, uh, but the TV stations wanted to, uh, come to my house and be there from six o'clock in the morning, um, until, you know, 10. Wow. And I said, well, gosh, we can't <laughs> do that. So my buddy, Kelsey Warren, uh, let me, uh, let the stations come up. He's got a big office, uh, and, uh, in Dallas down here. So we all, there were several of us, uh, of, of the energy transfer folks and Karen, my wife, uh, gathered in his office and just sat and waited. Uh, David Baker actually, didn't get through for, to me on the first call, uh, and then had to, and called me back and, <laughs> uh, and he, and he said it was, uh, when he said it, David Baker, uh, I got up to walk out of the big room when there were, you know, 15 people in television stations. And they said, when he said, I made it when I was walking across the, the room to hear his, what he was going to say that Pete, People told me I didn't know I did this, but my legs buckled and I wow. kind of fell down for a second. Hey, Cliff. Yes, sir. Uh, this is David Baker with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Hey, David. I'm watching you. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you are, Cliff. Uh, because, uh, you know, they've got me in the secret room right back here, and uh, I wanted to call you and thank you for all you've done for the game. Yes, uh, sir. For all oh, you're going to do for the game. Uh, oh my gosh! And, and I want you to know that you're going to be a great representative, you know, for the game and for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Canton, Ohio. Oh my gosh! And uh, oh my gosh! We're going to guard your legacy forever. Not oh just gosh. the football player you are, but the man you are. Oh my gosh! Thank you, David. Gosh, thank you. My gosh! I <clears throat> I don't know what to say. That's just, just unbelievable. Uh, just unbelievable. I'm so grateful and, uh, gosh, I'm, I'm without words right now. Thank you so much. Um, and, um, what a, what an elite group for a kid out of Washtenaw Baptist to join. I'm so, so grateful and thank you. Thank you very much. And it was just an unbelievable thought that I, you know, think of the odds of me making it uh, as a free agent with 120 rookies my rookie year and making it into the Pro Football Hall of Fame is the, just in, incredible odds. And it was just a real blessing. I mean, I've been blessed with God with with uh, uh, being healthy in all those years, that's what it takes. The first thing is, you know, you've got to play, you've got to stay <laughs> right. healthy. And, um, and I, I came out of, uh, uh, pro football, you know, virtually, uh, injury free with so many of my buddies that are, have had both shoulders. Leroy Jordan said both shoulders, both knees and one hip replaced. Wow. Charlie waters has 14 vertebrae in his back with a metal metal rod all the way through them. And so, 
it's, I've been a, a blessed guy and to play and to be going to the Hall of Fame and coming from Washita and being so proud over the years to tell people I'm from Washita Baptist University in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's I, been a, really a pr- pleasure. I do want to talk about the, the process and you went to the Super Bowl uh, as a member of the class and getting the bus. But I, you mentioned something about uh, getting signed as a free agent out of Washita. And I know Gil Brandt was uh, instrumental in that. He was also on the Centennial Class Committee. But um, talk about your you know your thoughts going into your rookie year. Uh, Rex Nelson tells a story that uh, uh, his father, Red, who was also instrumental in your uh, path as well, but he tells us, Rex tells a story about uh, I believe it was before your rookie year. The Cowboys were playing a um, a preseason game, and uh, Rex tells the story that Mr. Nelson said, Fam- uh, let's load up. We're going to go down and watch Cliff in this preseason game. It might be the only time we get to see him in a Cowboys <laughs> uniform. Uh, what, were, what were you – I mean – you know the the odds were the, were long shot, but what were your thoughts going into um, going into your career, signing as a free agent with the Cowboys? Well, first of all, um, I was uh, Gil Brandt uh, told me uh, that I was going to be drafted by the Cowboys, <laughs> and in the and I uh, so I waited around that you didn't have cell phones back then, so I waited around for my. Um, apartment phone and uh, in in Arkadelphia and didn't and the draft went on till midnight two nights in a row and I didn't get a call either wow. night but I did get a call at right after the draft ended and it was Gil Brandt saying hey Cliff we're going to come up and sign you to a free agent contract tomorrow and I was really uh, and I was really kind of let down because. Uh, I thought I was going to be drafted, but, um, but, and I went over and talked to coach Benson and I was really discouraged and, and I, cause the, I'd been contacted by the saints as well. And, uh, and, 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 and he said, coach Benson said, Cliff, you need to sign with the Cowboys. That if they were the ones after you. So I did. And they came up and, uh, a guy named Earl Scuddy, <laughs> who was a writer from, uh, Lubbock and uh, Lubbock, Texas, and uh, uh, and uh, came in and, and signed me to to the contract. Oh wow! You know? I remember seeing the picture in some of the uh, uh, material you would use. Yeah, uh, either when right. you were uh, put into the Washington Hall of Fame or the Cowboy Ring of Honor, there's a picture of you, I guess, signing your contract and Coach Benson's over your yeah uh, over your shoulder. Standing, yeah. yeah, that was a great picture. Uh, yeah, so when I went to the, I signed the contract and flew to Thousand Oaks, California. Uh, there were 120 rookies there. Wow, that was a strike year for the. Luckily for me, it was a strike year of the NFL, so the veterans were holding out for of all things free agency uh they were trying to become have the opportunity to become free agents what they are today and that's why they're paid so much but i had 120 rookies and luckily so the so the coaches could see me we played six rookie games before the veterans uh before the veterans came to camp wow so that, they that, had a that's unheard of now them. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and they just didn't do it. We played against the Rams, uh, and the Raiders, um, and, and Oakland, uh, and, uh, the California, the California teams. And, uh, uh, but they had a chance to see me perform, um, during the, that preseason. 
And then uh, we had the first preseason game, the first pro game that I played in. I was the only rookie on defense to make the starting lineup uh, as at a cornerback position. And uh, uh, and I remember walking out onto the stadium floor and going, holy cow, because I'd never <laughs> seen a stadium. You know, I, we, I didn't play at the University of Arkansas. I played at Washtenaw Baptist. And, uh, it was a little bit bigger uh, than A.U. Williams Field. It was unbelievable. A.U. great stadium, really a cool-looking stadium. And here I was starting for the Cowboys as at a at cornerback. And uh, it was what an experience. I mean, what an experience it was. No doubt. Uh, Obviously, you eventually moved to safety. Uh, it's it was the beginning. That game was the beginning of a career, a uh, ten year career with the Cowboys. Five Super Bowls, two Super Bowl titles, six time Pro Bowl selection, four consecutive seasons, named first team All NFL by the Associated Press and the Pro Football Writers Association. Um, if you could look, talk to yourself then in that stadium, you're you're walking out for your first game. Uh, if you told yourself then those final stats of your uh, 10-year career, what do you think the, your, your reaction would have been? If you had said, Cliff, this is the first game of a 10-year career in which you're going to go to five Super Bowls, win two, uh, make six Pro Bowls, and uh, end up being in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, what kind of reaction would you have given yourself? Well, I, I wouldn't have believed it. I, I think I would say that would just have been – impossible that would be an impossible task you know there was so many things that that happened my first year people have asked me cliff what's the most exciting thing that's happened uh to you um as uh, in the when you were playing the cowboys playing for the cowboys and i said you know, the, one of the things that was most significant was when we came from the training camp in Thousand Oaks, California, cut, made all those cuts, and the rookies were before the priest made all the cuts, and all the veterans that got cut, they cut it down from – so there were 45 veterans and 120 rookies, and they cut it down to 45. So they cut 120, 120. guys. Wow. And so when we came back to Dallas, Coach – uh, Landry announced the starting lineup of the Dallas Cowboys, and he announced me as the starting free safety of the Dallas Cowboys. And I was just going, this was the biggest moment. Because the thing about it is, it was just incredible, be the starting free safety, but it really meant one thing even bigger. I made the team. You know? <laughs> So, so I made the team and, you know, that was my, you know, the first objective you got to do, you got to be able to make the team, your goals have to be realistic, you know, but to make the starting lineup. And I was the only rookie to make the starting lineup. So it was a, it was quite a, just an unbelievable experience, like you were saying, and then to go on and. I just couldn't have believed that it was going to lead to such an incredible uh, career. But I had a wonderful team around me with great teammates, great leaders, and great friends, and excellent coaches. And it, it took all those things of guys working together to make that make that all of that happen. That was that was 1970. Uh, 1979 in your career. Fast forward to 2020. We talked about you getting the call from David Baker, and then I can only imagine as 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 much of a uh, uh, furious pace as it was during the process. I can't imagine what that pace was like 
after you got that phone call between having to make arrangements, uh, not knowing exactly how the Pro Football Hall of Fame was going to handle the uh, Centennial class and, and the other class and getting people calling congratulations, people like me wanting to interview you. And so take us through that process. I, I can only imagine that was a whirlwind that you um, of uh, of great proportion, you know, because the amount of uh, interviews – that you want to do, but then just finding out the process. I know you guys went to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. And then also I remember seeing a, a couple of pictures a few weeks ago uh, from your uh, Cliff Harris um, uh, Facebook account about getting measured for the bust and uh, measured oh, for yeah. the jacket. You get the, to pose for the bust. Take us through a little bit of that. And uh, I, I would imagine that that just kind of feels a little bit surreal also. You're sitting there looking at this guy getting ready to make a bust of yourself from your playing days to be uh, when you're enshrined in, the, in Canton, Ohio, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, that has been really unbelievable. Um, there were – was a, a lot of activity right after I was uh, after I it was announced that I was going into the to the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. You know, one of the things that was happening was that you know Drew Pearson, my good buddy and my friend, and my played wide receiver and a guy that I right. just kind of took under my wing when I was when I was when he first joined the Cowboys. That you know didn't make it into the Hall of Fame. Right. And, uh, and so that was, and he had a kind of a meltdown. And so I had to talk to him and it was all over the papers. He had a meltdown and, uh, but it was, um, uh, but it was, uh, rightly so because but, he deserves to be in there as well. I yeah, know he, he sure does. Yeah. And maybe he'll, and I've told him maybe he'll go in next year, but then, right. so what happened then is that the pace really did pick up enormously. The, the, because, um, uh, this was not too, um, much later was the Super Bowl, and of course they said, "Well, you, you're going to the Super Bowl. It's going to be announced at the Super Bowl." And uh, and so Karen and I, my wife and I, uh, were geared up, and we flew to the flew to the Super Bowl. And there I met all the then because it was also at, at a time the the Centennial. Uh, team for the NFL right. was n- announced that yes, time, so all those guys game, yeah. were there. So I got to see all these guys that my friends that I played football against during my era, uh, some of my friends and some of my enemies, as we <laughs> as we ended up up there, we were all friends, and it was really an incredible time to see these Hall of Fame guys that I've known for a long time and um, that were play during my era or my friends and uh uh and then we got to the the super bowl and uh and and had a chance to uh you know i mean it was just a a whirlwind of activity and it's been that way and then all of a sudden you know we have this pandemic uh, and they move the uh hall of fame to next august and so it, all the activity and all the interviews and all the things that have been going on have doubled and yeah. tripled <laughs> since that time because of the opinion of what's happening um, with the Hall of Fame. Right. And uh, so, and you know, to have that sculptor, I mean, uh, he's a really uh, uh, a great guy. His name's uh, Scott Myers, and he is and just by chance this sculptor did you know many of the guys uh bust lives in granbury texas oh, which wow. is about 
um, you know, it's a uh, hundred miles or so south of Fort Worth. And so I drove down there to his studio or he came to my house first and then took, you know, I don't know, had 20, 30 pictures of me on our, my dining room table and, uh, uh, and then came out in my backyard and, and put this clay to clay, uh, the, the, they start with the processes of, of building it in clay and then they fire it and then they make it into a bronze. But then I went to Granberry to visit him and just, and sat in his studio while he chipped away at or carved away at my bust made out of clay <laughs> there, which was just unbelievable. That's where I got that, that picture. Right. It was kind of me looking into me. Yeah. You know? So well, it's been a, you know, it's kind of an interesting. I imagine interesting that was pose. quite a, a a moment, to, a time to, for some retrospect. And take us into that oh, process yeah. of of choosing what uh, uh, what the bus was going to look like. I know it ends up; it's got one of your uh, shots. It almost looks like from one of your uh, uh, football cards. You got the mustache and the and <laughs> yeah. staring there. What what goes into that process? Is that entirely your choice? Uh, um, you yeah. along with Karen get to make that choice, or or what? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, pro- probably Karen had more right. uh, say so in it because you know but the thing that that the the rules are that you you have to look like you did during your playing days so uh i was either going to be clean shaven or have that handlebar and i think that more people remember me with that right uh, handlebar mustache than than without it and uh and the and scott did such an incredibly good job of of duplicating my look but oh and it has to be from that era right. of course you know so uh and he did such a great job it was really eerie to see him to see that bust and then he would just scrape a few little pieces of clay off here or off there and it would look like me more and more and as i was looking at myself you know <laughs> like in a in a mirror but then they then they convert that to a uh, a bronze bust. I think it has to go to Utah or somewhere, uh, and then and uh, and and then to be you know given right. to me, uh, you know, uh, unveiled next, at the, yeah. next year. Let, yeah, let's talk about year. that. This was going to be in September, but obviously with the COVID nineteen uh, uh, pandemic uh, affecting nearly everything in the world they've pushed that back to the week of august 5th through the 9th 2021 still there in uh in canton ohio i think they've dubbed it twice as fun in 21 because they're going to do the 2020 and 21 classes there and i believe the cowboys are still going to play the steelers uh but um yeah i don't you know i I would imagine there are still a lot of uh, plans that are tentative for that but uh, uh what do you envision that uh that weekend when all of this finally culminates in uh, you know that that bust being having the uh the cloth taken off of it and you getting to see your bronze bust that's going to be in canton well um there's a lot of thinking and a lot of thought that has gone into that i've um uh, and preparation uh i've i've written my speech already um and had it prepared and looked over and checked over by you know people and folks that were helping me but um and you know charlie waters is going to be that my presenter oh, that's great uh, uh and he's going to be the one that's going to unveil the bust 
but um, the the uh, it's so you know a year from now. I mean the th- way that I, I my thinking is on it that you know hey look I've made it into the Hall of Fame and uh, it's not going to matter uh, whether it's now or next year right. and uh, I'm going to go in with enthusiasm and um, and I'm <laughs> and really excited about it. The, the there is the, the the and so and I have a list of of a lot two hundred or more of people that are uh, my friends wanting to come to I the bet. to the event and probably will be uh, you know more next year. <laughs> yeah, um, you know. So, but you know the thing that 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 you know I, I've been obviously so I may be thinking between now and then of trying to do something maybe maybe in Dallas and maybe right. at a cowboy game or maybe at another thing and having some intermediary um you know something done before we actually get up there right. and uh, and and have the uh have the ceremony up there in in, in Canton so but it's going to be real interesting it, it, um yeah. it's a it's a career that will culminate in 2021 in um, canton ohio uh it began uh in small towns in arkansas fayetteville desert hot springs and then obviously here in arkadelphia let's let's go back to that um your time at washita uh even you getting here was uh, was a story but uh uh you ended up playing at Washita Baptist University for Coach Buddy Benson, nineteen sixty-six through sixty-nine. Take us to to the beginning of that uh, and, and getting here to Washita. Well, let me let me back up a little bit before that because I grew up in Hot Springs. Well, my dad was uh, had a master's in agriculture. He did play football at Washita, and then went to the University of Arkansas and got a master's degree in agriculture. And so, for a period of time, we lived in in Panama. My dad taught the Panamanians farming techniques so I learned Spanish fluently wow. I, I speak it today I mean I speak it I don't speak it like I did but, <laughs> uh, but then I moved to Hot Springs Arkansas and was a skinny young kid and uh, uh, and uh, I played I was on the as a junior in high school this gives people hope and there and knowing that you can end up in a hall of fame even starting you just got to stay at it you got to you know try as hard as you can and uh and things are going to work out you know um so i started out in a junior as a uh, i was a quarterback in high school and i was a second string junior varsity quarterback second string i wasn't even a first string yeah. on the hot springs trojans and my dad this is the coincidence of this my dad we moved the family to desert arkansas so it's going from people in arkansas understand hot springs arkansas the mountain resort town into the prairie town of desert arkansas in the rice fields and he gave me the option uh, of living where I wanted to because one of the coaches could wanted me to stay and I mean the coaches wanted me to stay because I grew 
when I was a junior right. and wanted me to stay in Hot Springs, but I went to Desark and decided I would live with the family and uh, our, you know, stay with the family. And I quarterbacked an undefeated, uh, quarterbacked an undefeated team that year as a quarterback. And uh, so Coach Benson um, recruited uh, me and John Wayne Cunningham and Bobby Joe Brooks, who was my tight end. And John Wayne was the state's leading scorer. So I really think that uh, that Coach Benson was after John Wayne, <laughs> and I just kind of tagged along yeah. with, with John Wayne and uh, and the um, and Bobby Joe Brooks was also and uh, with us. And I uh, so I came to Washita, and oh my gosh, these. Coach Benson, we had brutal, I mean brutal, no water, two-a-days and 105 degrees, and he wore us out. And uh, <laughs> I, I ended up the only freshman starter. I started at not quarterback, but cornerback. I started at corner and, um, and returned punts and kickoffs and things like that. But we had, you know, really Jim Jordan was the quarterback, and uh, – uh, so I ended up at, so it was a good thing. So I had a long path to, um, to, uh, to get there and it, a really interesting path. My dad was a plate at Washita and left his sophomore year to go join the air force and flew P-38s in world war two in the South Pacific. Wow. How about that? Yeah. So that's a, another little added uh, uh, interesting fact, you know. You come to Washington. I think I got my speed from my mom, though. There you go. There you go. Uh, you uh, you come to Washita. Who you went play, to Henderson? That you know, you got your brains from your dad, then, right? Since he went to <laughs> to Washita. Um, right. All joking aside, you you come and play for a young coach, uh, Buddy Benson. And and one of the things that I've thought was really neat uh, since I guess you know I graduated from Washington in '99, began working in 2001 for uh, 10 years or so, and then back now, uh, but have maintained you know, obviously relationships. And, and one of the neatest things that I have uh, have have been around is the group of of players from from your era. Uh, yeah. You still get together, and I know that. Uh, those guys, uh, when when uh, the the stadium was named Cliff Harris Stadium, and you yeah. guys had the dedication, you had a big group of these guys, and and I could name, I could go down the list and start naming names, but I would miss somebody. But this group of uh, of, of of guys that you played with at Washita, and to this day still get together with at Washita, away from Washita. Yeah. I know that those guys were as excited uh, as anybody when the stadium was named after you, when you f- make it to the Hall of Fame, and and the the relationships that you build with people that uh, that's that's kind of one of the running themes at Washita. But those guys and that bond that you have with that group of players from '66 uh, through '69 and a couple of years after that is really special. Oh, it is with, without a doubt, without a any question at all. You know, I. Um, so I was living in Dallas and had a, uh, I, uh, I'm on the board of JDRF juvenile diabetes research foundation. I've had a, a charity golf tournament for 20, Oh, longer than that. So I tried 
early, right after my career ended, to get our guys together and play golf and uh, uh, and our team. And uh, I got really busy, and then Jim Boyette, my roommate in college, took over the thing, the golf tournament. So we kept a little golf guys going together for all these years, from the early '80s till uh, or early '80s and, until now, and. Um, and it's a really good group of guys. We do these Zoom uh, meetings, and you know, Jigger Ramsey the, was the captain of our 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 team then, and he is the guy that's the glue that holds yeah. us together. All these guys, and Doug Freeze, you know, yep. was a guy that played wide receiver for uh, for us, and was a great receiver. And uh, I say um, that. Um, well, he set all these records, you know. And yeah. The reason he did was because I covered you him covered every him. day in practice, <laughs> every day in practice, and and having a uh, having the uh, playing in the game was just have, like having a day off, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but he, but the, but it was it's a great group of, of of guys, and I'm just so fortunate and blessed uh, that. Um, blessed to have that group in such a, a long time. Uh, a long time hanging together like this and you know guys today that i that you know and this happens in life you know so gosh one guy's got you know he's got surgery on one thing and right. like jim boyette my roommate just had a knee replaced and you know uh, and other guys are having all these problems, so everybody's <laughs> praying about it with everybody else, you know. And so there was a, so it's, it's a good, it's a good. There are a good bunch of guys, that, and Washtenaw builds those kind of relationships, close, tight relationships. That's why I'm glad I went to Washtenaw. I wouldn't have traded it in the world. He, it, it traded in for, for the world. You know, I, I've heard you tell the story also when you go, uh, you were in the NFL and you'd go to all the uh, stadiums. Uh, oh, yeah. So you, That's right. You'd, uh, you end up having players say, Golly, Cliff, how big is that place? Everywhere you go, someone says, yeah. You know, I went to Washtaw. Hey, Cliff, I went to Washtaw too. How big is that place? Tell us a little bit about that experience. <laughs> yeah, that is really something. There's no question. When I would go to LA or to Chicago or to Washington or wherever all over the United States, a fan or a, a got someone that went to the game said, Hey Cliff, I'm, you know, Steve Smith, I'm your dad or your brother or your mom or something. I know them. And I went to Washington and their mom went to Washington and I'd see somebody say that every, every time that I'd go or many, many, many times I'd go to games that the guys were going on my team going, good gosh, how big is Washington? I said, oh, it's big. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But they were just, people were proud to, you know, link to me, you know, because, I mean, it's a family at Washington. It's not, you know, it's then it's a unique, such a unique, wonderful school that uh, uh, people feel like they're, it's just a bunch of friends getting together. And that's what it was, what it was for me. And it still is, you know, um, I mentioned that group of guys and I'm not talking about, you know, four or five, you know, I could, you know, you mentioned oh, yeah. uh, the ones you think of Jim Crane, Larry Wooldridge, Jim David Crane. Easley, you know, all these guys that, that, you know, I'm thinking 15 guys, you know, it's still 15, 20 guys who you guys get together, um, and, yeah. and, and still come back to campus. And what's it like now when you come back, uh, obviously, um, uh, 
thanks to uh, friends and everything, we've got Cliff Harris Stadium, which has really yeah. uh, taken the football program Together. up a, a, another notch from what Coach Knight has built over the last 20 years. It's and it really coach. is a, a college atmosphere now. You come to that stadium and you look in that president's, president's booth when you're able to make it back, uh, which is you know a few times a season, especially with your family. Those guys are there with you. But that's that uh, bond, the friendships you guys made at Washita, which other people have experienced uh, throughout the decades. Your bet. And, you know, that's the kind of relationships of good friends and supporting each other all these, all these years. Jim Crane was my roommate right there. We go back and tell many of the same stories over and over. And, uh, and it's good to see Jim Boyette was also my roommate. And, uh, uh, it's good in talking about Doug Freeze and Jiggs Ramsey and Larry Woolridge and, uh, all and David Easley and all those, all those guys. It's, it's really just, uh, it's a group that we've maintained those friendships over these years. And, and, you know, that's a, that's a good thing. I mean, that's a, that, that shows the, the kind of relationships you build, you know, you build at Washita. And, uh, I'm, I'm just very fortunate to still have those friendships and relationships and, and the, and the Kelsey Warren donating enough money to build that stadium and it's really a great place to go watch a a football game and to see the pictures of the whole stadium that we played in and uh the stadium that we played in and the today's stadium it's such a great thing i know we're still trying to uh build and try to redo the visitor side and i'm for that and put something in the end zone another uh, training facility down there or uh, but I'm I'm really going to support that too as well. Well, Cliff, I, I really appreciate you being generous with your time. You always have been when it comes to Washita. We're thankful for you that. Uh, but uh, best of luck. We hope to be able to see you this fall. Hopefully things will kind of get back to some sense of normalcy and uh, we'll be able to see you uh, standing at Cliff Harris Stadium again with your uh, classmates. As I said, I wasn't going to name names. And so now Johnny Hooks and Johnny yeah. Johnson will be mad Johnny that I didn't mention, yeah, mention their Johnny. names and there's someone else yeah, we forgot. I but uh, uh, Cliff, I really appreciate you taking time. Hopefully we can uh, see you uh, this fall, but, uh, but definitely looking forward to seeing you uh, next August uh, uh, when you're finally inducted in the pro football hall of fame at the enshrinement you bet it's going to happen i'm thank you thank you chris i enjoyed visiting with you it's always great to come back to arkansas and washita go tigers our thanks to cliff for taking his time out on what is a busy time for him always uh, a busy time but especially as he was he and i were talking before the interview that now that the ceremony has officially been postponed to next year, the second round of media interviews uh, are coming. You talked, you heard him talk a little bit about the busyness of uh, being selected to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and what uh, what all comes with that, and just a fascinating uh, story to hear. I think it was interesting that it was. Uh, you know, waiting on phone calls, began his NFL career, and now really kind of uh, finished, capped off his NFL career. He said he waited for the phone from, uh, waited by the phone on the two nights of the NFL draft because Gil Brand had said, you're going to be drafted. Two nights, stayed up till midnight, never got that phone call. And then in 2020, he does get a phone call from David Baker of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, letting him know that he was a member of the 2020 Centennial class. Again, thanks to Cliff for, for just giving us his time. He's always been grateful or always been willing to give his time to Washita, hosting several golf tournaments also in the DFW area. 
and uh, all throughout the year. So we do thank Cliff, and we look forward to seeing him back at Cliff Harris Stadium uh, when the Tigers get back underway. And then we also look forward to cheering for him next August 2021 when he is officially enshrined into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. That'll do it for Episode 6 of Talking with Tigers. We thank you for listening. Uh, Here in the coming weeks, we'll have a couple of more episodes as Katie Hatchett, a junior in our program, will a junior from Shreveport, Louisiana, will have an interview with Robert Dallimore, the OBU women's basketball coach, to talk about the program and the signing class that Coach Dallimore has landed as they look to uh, build the women's basketball program going into his second year as the Lady Tiger head coach. And then also episode eight will be Matthew Branch with Washita men's basketball coach Dennis Nutt. Both of these coaches had big signing classes for the 2020-21 seasons. Katie and Matthew will talk to them respectively about their how they've been working with their teams, uh, communicating with their teams, how they had to recruit with uh, uh, restrictions uh, set by the NCAA because of COVID-19 and what they look forward to uh, getting out of this 2020-21 signing class. That'll be episodes 7 and 8 here in the next couple of weeks. Until then, we thank you for listening. We invite you to subscribe to us on SoundCloud or on iTunes as our uh, podcast, Talking with Tigers, is available on iTunes now. Subscribe there, give us a rating, and uh, send us an email, osdn at obu.edu. Let us know who you would like to hear from, possibly, on this Talking with Tigers podcast. Also, a podcast in the Washita Network of Podcasts, the Washita Alumni Office, also does several podcasts, and you can check uh, uh, Tigers for Life podcast from the Washita Alumni Office and John Merriman, and a special uh, athletically related uh, podcast dropping soon with Bearcat Reynolds, the first African-American football player in Washita history. Uh, a neat story about how Bearcat came to campus and just had a chance encounter with uh, uh, Lori Modal with the admissions counseling office uh, just two or three weeks ago. And, and John Merriman has an interview with him, and we'll uh, tease that. And you can check out the Washita Alumni uh, Tigers for Life podcast to hear that interview as well. Again, this is Chris Babb. Thanks for listening. This is the Talking with Tigers podcast, a production of the Washita Sports Digital Network, and we'll see you on our next episode. The Washita Sports Digital Network is the student sports media production program of the Rogers Department of Communications at Washita Baptist University. For more information on OSDN, email us at osdn at obu.edu or visit our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.